Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And we're coming to you live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studio. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Greg Giannotti, Brian Jones. Gio and Jones across the country on CBS Sports Radio. <laughs> what? <laughs> that was your sound, Andrew. Is Andrew Filipponi's in for Brian when you were talking, what was that? talking about... Your cousin breastfeeding and the initial revealing of the breast. Mm. <laughs> that's the sound you make. Yeah, Would that's you... not at all. <laughs> I, it, it's so hard for me to talk about because it's a relative, yeah, man. I know, I know. I could see. I could see how rough this is for you. Uh, right before the break, you mentioned how if the XFL was going to come back and succeed, that one of the things that you think that they would need to do would go no holds barred and just big headshots and no penalties like that, big hard hitting and just go crazy with it. So I wonder, because this is something that I, I really don't know the answer to. Are there more people that watch the NFL today that are turned off by the fact that there are rules in place to protect players now. Yes. Or are there more people turned off by the fact that you're seeing injuries still and images like Ryan Shazier going off on a stretcher and maybe, I mean, to this day, this morning, we don't even know if he can walk. And some of these other images that we see of guys like Tom Savage having a seizure in the end zone. Like are those things turning people off more no because I think you got into football either as a as someone who played it or someone that watched the sport religiously because you wanted to see some violence that that's not what drove me to the sport but I think if I'm going to generalize here and look at what makes the sport entertaining or attractive to people I think the violence is right up there. And I think people justify it with, well, this is what they signed up for. They're making all this money. This is what football looked like when I grew up. That's the way it should be played. So you think that most fans are ignoring these players in their post-playing career, guys like Tony Dorsett that are having big problems with CTE, guys that are killing themselves like Dave Dewerson to save their brains for research, Junior Seau, that, that that goes away? And that doesn't, or it doesn't enter the mind of the average NFL fan that's watching a game and seeing a guy getting clearly concussed? Well, this is what I think. That even though they were, to some extent, either misled or information was kept from those older players, they still should have been smart enough or perceptive enough to know that what they were doing was damaging to their body and more specifically their brain. Yeah, I think that's I, I, asking a lot. Though. I'm playing devil's advocate with you right now yeah. because that's not how I feel. Mm-hmm. But I think that if you promoted a league and said, hey, 
We're not going to make any bones about it. No misgivings here. This is going to be a more violent version of football. And the players who sign up to play in our league, they're going to have to be willing to accept that. Mm -hmm. The risks that come with it. We're not going to have automatic suspensions when guys go helmet to helmet. We're not going to have a targeting rule that kicks somebody right out of the game. You know, if you want to have a 15-yard flag, maybe. But the point is they're going to encourage that kind of gratuitous violence. And I don't think that, again, the quality of play in the NFL will be better. The, the teams, you know, fantasy leagues and betting on games will still, uh, the, to your point was there's no risk of a league coming in and overtaking the NFL right, obviously. But if that secondary or minor league is going to carve out a niche or an audience, I think they have to do the things we're talking about. Be the anti-NFL. I don't think that the play would ever get to the point of aesthetically pleasing enough to keep somebody around, even if you had the violence aspect of it. Because I think that part, like some of the violence that you get in the NFL yeah. is, what happened there? You The microphone head. came right out, but keep talking. <laughs> See? Oh, yeah. You can put, that's an easy fix. Hold on, just keep going. Just put it right back in. No, I don't want to keep going. I want you to fix it. Okay, there you go. It's back in. Look at that. All right, we're back. So... I think that part of the reason you get some of the violence in the NFL is that the speed of the game, quarterbacks zipping the ball over the middle and safeties that are running 4-2. Like, you're not going to get some of that stuff with inferior players. I don't know. One of the reasons why I think we see those collisions over the middle is because quarterbacks don't put the ball in the right places. The timing's wrong. They throw it too high. You know, it, it invites yeah. those collisions. So if the quarterback play isn't as good in this proposed XFL, maybe there is a chance that you see more of those types of plays. Yeah, interesting point. But I also think that the fact that these guys are the top of the top athletes that are in these secondaries and these safeties and they can close in on situations like that. And I wonder, I mean, will there be enough guys out there that are going to want to do that? Like, after seeing some of the stuff you've seen in the NFL this year, is there going to be enough guys, players out there, desperate enough to put their bodies on the line yes. in that manner? Yes. Yeah. You think these guys do a good job of managing their money? No. No, they don't. Most of the time. I know that they try desperately, the NFL and others, and financial advisors, other. Well, we just had that Darren McFadden Bitcoin story we didn't end up getting to yesterday, but... You know, what he was like five million dollars, ten million dollars he gave to a financial dude who said he put it in Bitcoin and it would have been worth two hundred and thirty-seven million dollars right now, and he never did. I mean, that's just asinine stuff. So no, they they don't. But I don't know. I just you're probably right, but I think that that decision is when you have a family and you say you can go and work down the road at whatever business. Or try to knock on your brother's door. Maybe he'll hire you for something as opposed to going out there and playing in what will be billed the most violent league you've seen. I But I also think there are guys that want who are ex-players, current players who want the game played that way. Yeah. I think that the, the, the safeties in the NFL would tell you that. Yeah. Yeah, the like guys Mike that are Mitchell. getting fined yeah. for some of these hits that they think are unavoidable would tell you, no, that's the way we prefer to play it. It's supposed to be an intimidating game. If, look, no one is going to leave the NFL to go play in this league. 
But, you know, the point you're making about guys that are weary of it because they're thinking about their long-term health or they're thinking about their long-term future, I don't think defensive players are wired that way. No, they're not. The guys who, who, who make the hits, they don't think about that. Yeah, I remember a specific example when I was still in Pittsburgh, and this was a topic like it always is. And someone asked Ryan Clark, who now with ESPN was still with the Steelers, do you think about that type of stuff when you're making these big hits? And he goes, you know, I know I'm going to be messed up. I know it. I accept it. I know down the line that my brain is not going to be the same, and I accept it. And then another example, I'll use another Steelers example, the, what, couple of days after Ryan Shazier left that field? Yeah, Mitchell said it's flag football. Right. I mean, if Come you're... Come on. I mean, that was just crazy to me. Yeah, he that, brings up Jack Tatum. Right. Two days after I mean, Shazier's in the hospital. I mean, the guy st- was still in a Cincinnati hospital trying to figure out what his life's going to be. Yeah. And he goes on that rant then? Yeah, it was it, really bad timing. Yeah, I mean, it does show you, though, how they're wired. I mean, it, it goes to your point. It bolsters your point of how those guys are wired. Doug, Myrtle Beach, CBS Sports Radio. What's up, Doug? Hey, how you doing? Hey, good, we're big in Myrtle Beach today. Yeah, I know. Uh, very good. I love it. What's going on? Uh... I think that there was a point in the game that changed, uh, and I would think it had to go along with Harold Carmichael. Because, see, all the big guys used to be on the line. All the little guys used to be in the backfield until Harold Carmichael. So then you had to have bigger defensemen back in the, in, in the backfield, and guys just kept getting bigger and bigger. So now everybody's a giant instead of just the guys on the line were the giants, the Joe Greens and you know, the game just got big. Yeah, I mean, I think athletes got bigger, stronger, faster, took care of their bodies more. I think they're more weapons now than they ever were. I mean, I could say yeah, but, that for, for yeah, sure. I think, but, but most of your serious hits take place in the backfield. Yeah, I, see, I don't – in the defensive backfield or the offensive backfield? Defense. Yeah, okay. Just making sure. Yeah, sure. Right. Because you're also at a, the highest rate of speed. I think that's more right. of a factor than the size. But years ago, it used to be all the little guys were the fast guys. Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting. Now you got now you got six foot five guys that are fast and big. Yeah, that that is a part of it that the athlete has evolved. What do you think has a better chance of working, the Levar Ball League or this XFL league? Man, that's well because of who's involved. I would say the XFL league, but I think there's a bigger appetite for that. Yeah. But if the LeVar ball league was run by somebody I trusted with true business acumen who had good relationships, I think that that could be a bigger success in the sense of like if magic Johnson wanted to launch this basketball league, yeah. you would say, boom, it's going to work. Yeah. I mean, it would, it would work. I don't think it would be so popular as an entertainment thing, but I think it would work. I'd see, I think you'd see some players go there, mm-hmm. some blue chip players go there and use that, but it wouldn't be something we'd watch all the time. You know, I just, I think it would be a, a good thing. Another option for those who are the most talented high school basketball players in the country. But because it's LeVar Ball, nobody's giving it a shot. The reason why you've got a chance with this Vince McMahon League is because some of the most polarizing professional football players are not in the NFL right now. And we've seen people... It's now cool to say, I don't like the NFL. Yeah, it's it's trendy. It is a trendy thing. Yep. 
It is. And I don't think it's I don't think it's anti football. I think it's more anti NFL. Sure. I mean, how many positive things do you hear about the NFL these days? How many positive things do you hear about college football? Now, all of a sudden, college football is the greatest thing in the world. Yeah. Even though the games take four hours. Right. The, the level of play is nowhere near the NFL. The matchups aren't as good. Right. You don't feel great about how they come up with the four in that room. You never feel great about who how they come up with it. Was it a computer or the committee? You've talked yourself into this XFL thing being successful. I Well... You have to go into this with the, with the right expectation. You can't think you're Donald Trump and it's the USFL and you're going to usurp, you know, the number one spot away from them. Yeah. If you know that you're a landing spot for guys that have huge reputations and huge celebrity and they can go into this league, it's kind of like the three-on-three basketball league. But I didn't think they did a good job of getting the right people to play in that thing. I don't know. They had some... I mean, Iverson was a big deal. He coached, but he's he, he's he got to play? play, man. Did he play a little bit? Not a, not enough. You got to get Barkley and Levar Ball and Shaq and Iverson and Jordan, and you yeah. got to get big names, man. You know, I I'm not going to put on FS1 to watch. Uh, you know, I'm trying to th- I'm trying to think of one of the uh, Richard Lewis. I'm yeah. not, no, right. I got better things to do. I'm not watching a guy that like. Fizzled out of the NBA three years ago. That's not interesting enough. This new league will be a true test, too, on how many people love football for still just football. Because the reason why the NFL is not going to truly die is because of gambling, the fact that everybody's into it, they yep. know it, Vegas, and and fantasy. And, like, the new the new XFL thing, that they're not going to be fantasy football. You can't do it in the fall. Yeah, it would ha- well, you'd have to do it. What I would do is the week one would be the week right after the Super Bowl. When people are, I see. I don't think people get football fatigue. I don't think that they get that. I think that they'd like football right there. You know That's what, what I, I would do? When I'd launch it the Thursday. I'd I'd launch it the Thursday after the Major League Baseball All Star Game. When there's nothing going on. I mean, on there in is nothing going on. Well, there's nothing going on in February either. I mean, it, you launch it then. Well, right you after just told s- me the NBA now is, you know, here it comes. It's the biggest thing in the world. It, well, it is. But it's not really as popular during the regular season. If you season. played like an eight-week schedule that went from, you know, the middle of July up until like Labor Day, right before the NFL started, I think you'd have a chance. When did it start, Pete? The first one, April? Oh, it was February, and it went oh, to April. February to April. Yeah. Okay. I wonder if they do the same thing. The summertime, though? Greg, you're not competing with anything. Yeah, you are. You're competing with people being outside, not sitting in their house doing nothing. That's what you compete with in the summertime, is people actually having lives outdoors and being happy, at least in areas that have Play the cold. games on Sunday nights. Yeah. Johnny, Nevada, CBS Sports Radio. What's going on, Johnny? Morning, guys. How you doing? Good morning. Hey, uh, so my, my thought on the XFL, I mean, bottom line is it would always be a second-tier league, but I don't think you got to dirty it up. I just think there's, you know, a rule like a defenseless receiver. I played football for 14 years. I played in college. Um, and you're taught to separate the ball from the player. And, you know, the one caller had a good point. The guys are bigger. <clears throat> That's just the evolution of an athlete. But the problem is they're so fast. And we enamor by <clears> – <throat> we get enamored by watching them at the combine where – you know, this guy's six foot three, he's two twenty five, and he runs four three five. Well, what do you think's gonna happen when he hits somebody? 
Uh, so, I mean, I, I don't think the XFL would ever succeed. I don't. I can't ever get tired of football, but I do honestly think that there, there's a spot for it, and there's some people that would follow it. And I, I don't think you got to dirty it up. I think you just got to kind of get rid of the defenseless receiver rule and not make quarterbacks so delicate. You know, it's it's kind of a throwaway position in that game, anyways. It's not like you can have a franchise guy. The way so. the way you, I think, really and and good points, Johnny. But I think the way that you have that next league succeed is make gambling a huge part of the viewing experience. Like really embrace it. Like sit there and. You know, bet on certain things in your seat. That's Bring Musburger in. He's fed up with the NFL. Yeah, that, he would be a good spokesperson for it. Certainly, he's got his own channel on satellite radio. He'll be able to promote the hell out of. But I, see that to me, there's people that like football. Like I know friends who only watch football for fantasy purposes. That's it. I mean, there's a whole industry out there. Of, if you weren't doing this, is that where you would be with the NFL right now? Probably, yeah. Probably at, at this point in my life, probably because I just, when you get older, I don't have as much passion for the teams I grew up yep. rooting for. It's different priorities in my life. You know, and the thing like what's different about fantasy football, you feel like you're in charge a little bit, even though you're not, it's out of your hands. You get but, to play GM. Yeah. You get to do that and you feel like you're a part of it. So if you can, if you can really open up, revolutionize it, that's another thing the NFL does. You know, they ignore the gambling aspect of their league, which is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Totally ignore it. If the new league embraced it to the point where you had players talking about it, co- like coach going, yeah, I mean, we wanted to cover the spreads. That's why we kicked that field goal. Like that would be, yeah. people would get into that. I'm with you on that. I think they would. what is essential for any league that's trying to take viewers away from an established league is you have to you have to be an outlet for people that are frustrated with the current product. Yeah. So find things that and NFL fans are complaining right now. Figure out what those complaints are and how you can appease and you know, get those pe- you've got the Kaepernick thing I think is the most interesting part of this because you're saying that if you were Vince McMahon you would say no to him. Because right off the bat, you would tick off your prospective viewership. Right. And I'm saying the exact opposite. What do you think? 855-212-4CBS. More of your calls on this. Also, Daryl Strawberry. The difference between sex addiction and fun. We'll break it down. Keep it right here. (laughs) It is Gio and Jones, CBS Sports Radio. Andrew Filipponi in for Brian Jones. Mm -hmm. I was very alarmed by some audio that my wife took of me while sleeping you should be well i knew that i snored and and i just i'm tired of her complaining about the snoring because she makes so much noise at night when i have to get up and she's she snores too no she doesn't but she's always like coughing and sniffling and getting up to go to the bathroom and leaving the television on so i'm like all right this is my thing you've got 10 things i've got one but then when i hear it i'm like there's no way that this is healthy and then there's so i sent pete the audio get it up a little bit later, but there's a point where, like, I'm snoring and the bulldog is snoring next to me where I think the bulldog wants to mimic me. And then I'm hearing, like, wheezing in it, and it's just not healthy. does not sound good at all. So I want to play it for the listeners and see what they think. I know you think it's horrible. So I think you have sleep apnea. Probably. I think I do, too. She says there's sometimes where... Well, plus, you have asthma? Yeah. 
Yeah, it's, I'm asking for it, aren't I? Do you feel healthy? No. I feel terrible <laughs> every day. Every day I feel awful. Yeah. But I just figured it was the schedule and the bad eating habits that was doing it to me. Not so much like the sleep apnea. But probably sleep apnea. And also... Do you exercise? No. Come on. Do I exercise? No. You know me. I fluctuate. I got something to get in shape for. I get in shape for it. Mm-hmm. And then dedicate myself, get down to a certain weight, and then I go right back up to it. That's what I do. Oh, see, they say that's like the least healthy thing to do is to go yeah, off. Yeah, but and I on, do it. I do it in a healthy. It's not a crash thing. I do it over a period of time in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. But then it just slowly creeps back up. Then too. Now, do you snore less when you're healthy? I don't know. I guess I'm snoring more now. But the doctor, when I went to the doctor, I was feeling terrible, and and she recommended that I do this sleep apnea test, and they send you, like, uh, the you don't have to go to a sleep center now. They send you the kit in the mail and do you do it no why because i was afraid that i had to put that cpap thing on my face and like sleep with a mask on for the rest of my life and i just didn't want to know i didn't want to deal with it because that just sounds horrible it sounds that if you if you have sleep apnea a like your body stops breathing yep and b it prevents you from getting the rest you need sure Mm-hmm. And putting and you're them- just willing to live with that. I'm, I'm so it, the idea of sleeping with a mask on. I won't be able to sleep with a mask on. There's you're no not way. sleeping now. Yeah, it's I fake am. sleep. I'm sleeping. I'm sleeping. Oh I'm yeah, sl- you look so rejuvenated. You. <laughs> I'm sleeping. I am at some point with a mask. There's no way I'm sleeping. I like to sleep on my side. I can't sleep on the side with the mask. I don't know. I don't. I just don't want to. Does I feel like if people put those sleep apnea masks on are just like the worst. Like Peter Schwartz has a sleep apnea mask. I don't want to be Peter Schwartz. <laughs> PJ Kamanchik in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I'm aware of him. Sleep apnea mask. I don't want to be that I didn't guy. I know that about him. I don't want to be the guy with the sleep apnea mask. Can you get rid of it if you treat it now? Is it a thing That's that a you great can... question. I think there's surgery you can have. I'm not going to have that. Surge- surgery. No way. I want to have surgery. Yeah, that's what we call Peter Schwartz, the sports giant. Maybe you only With, need like a mouthpiece to like keep your that's another windpipe one, open while you're sleeping. You're jumping right to the worst treatments of this. Yeah. Surgery and a mask. Yeah. Maybe you've got a mild case of sleep apnea. All oh. you need is a mouthpiece. Does it sound mild to you? No. Right. So that's why I'm jumping yeah, there. Yeah, but he's no expert. Don't, there let wasn't... Him talk, don't let him talk to you further into your fears here. Go to the doctor and get it figured Wait, what out. do you mean? I'm telling him that's what he needs to yeah, do. Yeah, but you're, but you're scaring him into staying in his... No, it's not scaring. It's being realistic about things. Sometimes you need a friend that just tells you it straight. That's what I'm doing. Would you... If you were in the same situation... You I would, would have already gone. And... Well, you were the same guy that told me once that you wanted something... <laughs> like, did you go to the doctor wanting to be sick once? Yeah. <laughs> what was that yeah. about? You were, like, upset when tests came back negative. Yeah, you're right. What the hell was that about? Well, I was kind of depressed at the time. <laughs> so you needed a disease? I didn't need a disease. <laughs> I wanted him to tell me that physically there was something wrong with me. Okay. So... Because that's easier to come to grips with than, like, you're having some mental. Okay. You get I what under- I'm trying to I say there? I understand it now. I do understand. I, and now I'm remembering that conversation that we had. So now I get it. Right. I got you. But... If you were in the same situation, you'd go to the doctor, and the doctor told you you need to wear a mask on your face while you sleep that pumps oxygen, and you got to travel with it. It's a part of your life now. 
The rest of your life, you got a mask. How about this stat, okay? I'm just doing some research for you. Oh, God. People whose snoring is caused by severe sleep apnea have a 40% greater chance of dying early than do their peers. What's dying early, though? We're talking like 80, no, 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 no. 79? No. Or what do you no. mean, no? No, don't don't talk this down like oh I'm gonna only live seventy six point three years instead of seventy two so it's like I can actually it's okay I'm 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 for that trade don't talk about this go to the doctor because <laughs> maybe it's nothing it sounds bad but maybe you're just snoring I don't know why you make it seem like this sleep mask is a life changer like a death sentence for you it, it's it's really you think there's me a out. stigma that comes with the sleep mask I'm not gonna judge the you. people that you're naming who use it you're like looking down on. Yeah. Peter Schwartz? Yeah, I you am. You said it in a way where you were just like, I don't want to be lumped in with the Peter I Schwartzes don't. of the world. I don't. Because he's in the worst <laughs> shape of anybody around here. I don't want to be that guy. Hold on. <laughs> I'm going to just play it here on the microphone. This is me. You're going to hear a bulldog in a second in the background, too. I'm not laughing. <laughs> yeah, I'm laughing at that. <laughs> she wants to be like me, that bulldog. Yeah, sympathy snores. It's yeah, sweet. right. Like, I'll, I'll do it for you. Pops. It's too rhythmic to be sleep apnea. But I, but I don't even know if that means anything. <laughs> but <laughs> I agree. There isn't a sleep apnea moment in that snoring. That's just really bad snoring. But... My wife does say that there are times that I go silent and then like <laughs> like do one of those things and I wake up sound something that's non-human. <laughs> it's a problem. Now, not to get as overdramatic as Andrew, but one of the worst things I've had to do in this industry when I was working a tape cutting shift was call people the day after Christmas and tell them that uh, Reggie White had died and that was sleep apnea. So you need to go to the he doctor. He died of sleep apnea? Uh, didn't he? I don't know. I missed that one. No. Greg? He didn't die I'm telling of you, man. He was a We're having an intervention too. right now. You need to go to the doctor. I did, and they told me I got to wear the mask, so I didn't do it. He died of sleep apnea? You know, the I'm other thing sure is you're did. not being very considerate of her here. If and you really you're an unborn it. child. What, you got to be about, healthy for. You're keeping her up. Reggie White sleep apnea may have died because of a respiratory disease combined with other health problems. Okay. Sleep apnea may have contributed to death. All right. All right. Come on. Let's go. Let's go right now. Let's Show's go. over, guys. Well, I'm going to have to wait for a while now. You know, you got Christmas coming up and all that other stuff. <laughs> and then it's New Year's. Who wants Christmas morning to remove a mask? From and then, I gotta, and and then go I'm going to start a new job, and then yeah. the baby's going to be born. Yeah. Valentine's then, Day. It's like, oh, yeah, let's get started with the day. <laughs> remove my <laughs> welding helmet. I don't know. I see a lot of sponsorship <laughs> possibilities on so WFAN. Yeah, that is true. Now you're talking. <laughs> <laughs> Greg is literally brought to you yeah. by a CPAP man. <laughs> You can that is, work that clip into the commercial. Yeah, Hi, they, I'm Greg Giannotti. They do that actually already with uh, Zipa over there. They do that. They do that exact thing with Eddie Scazzeri, the 
technical director. Where they play him snoring? They play him snoring. See? Yeah. So look at your genius over there. <laughs> you know exactly what works. If you can monetize this and not die, that's a win-win. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bogus, what do you got, man? Uh, Yahoo Sports says the Pirates and Yankees have picked up their trade talks surrounding starting pitcher Garrett Cole, New York GM Brian Cashman, apparently trying to keep prize prospect Labor Torres out of the deal. One store is telling Yahoo the deal is a matter of when, not if. To the NBA and our boy back in the Knicks lineup last night after missing two games with a sore left knee, but he scored just one point missing all 11 shots he took. Michael Beasley bailed out Crispy with a season-high 32, including 18 in the fourth when Porzingis stayed on the bench. The Knicks and the Celtics to their second loss in as many days, 102-93. The Cavaliers held off the Bulls, 115-112. To snap Chicago's seven-game winning streak, Isaiah Thomas was in uniform, went through pregame layup lines. Thomas and his hip injury will not play Christmas Day against the Warriors but his Cavs debut should come soon thereafter. The Jazz held off the Spurs 189. The Suns got by the Grizzlies 97-85 and too much DeMar DeRozan for the Sixers. As heard on Raptors Radio, DeRozan, a career high 45 on six threes and 13 free throws. He and the Raptors are racing a 22-point third-quarter hole to win in Philly, 114-109. Those are just details of the Sixers head coach, Brett Brown. So what if we lost? Joel Embiid <laughs> missed his third straight with black, uh, back tightness, and J.J. Redick was out with black a hand, tightness. <laughs> with a hamstring strain. I miss Brian. I'm sorry. Yeah. College Hoops second ranked Michigan State smacked Long Beach State 102-60. Number 12 Gonzaga took a 72-70 loss at San Diego State. Temple beat uh, FIU 28-3 in the Gasparilla Bowl in St. Petersburg. The NFL has asked for bids for the Thursday night football package by next month. The current arrangement with CBS and NBC, which reportedly pays the league $450 million, was only for this season and last. And on ice last night, the Lightning topped the Senators 4-3. Pittsburgh up by Columbus 3-2. And the Rangers lost in Jersey 4-3. All of those in a shootout, guys. Thanks, Bogish. We have that Daryl Strawberry audio. It's a little bit long, so I'll save it for next segment because it's it's too funny not to play him on Dr. Oz. In the meantime, Mark in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, Mark? Hi, Good Mark. morning. Good morning, gentlemen, and thank you for accepting my call. Yes, sir. Uh, I, I was listening to your program this morning and became intrigued about the uh, one of the topics you were discussing, uh, that there may be possibly two new leagues coming into existence and with, with professional football. Is well, no, I, well, one, we're talking about the relaunch of the XFL. The other league we were talking about is LeVar Ball's idea to have a landing spot for those talented high school basketball players that don't want to go to college. He wants to have a league in the States where they get paid in the interim period before they're allowed to go to the NBA. Okay, okay. My point is is that, it's, I mean, new other leagues have tried to su- succeed against the NFL in the past, the US, 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 uh, USFL or, right. and, and so forth. And uh, be honest with you, I mean, yeah, unless you have an unlimited source of new new talent coming to you, like the NFL do with the NCAA, 
and then the and then the the, the television contracts and 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 the uh, the other uh, endorsements that they have that that keeps that league uh, uh, at the top. It's, it's impossible. To, it's impossible to compete against that. Yeah, well, it's a, I think what, what something and Mark, thanks for the call. You know, I think that something Andrew said before is right, which is if you're starting this. You're not starting this to take down the NFL or become more popular than the NFL. What you're doing is starting this to be a profitable business. And the conditions may be riper now to get some overflow from those football fans and want to see football played in a different way. I don't think it's going to be possible to take down the NFL, but that's not the goal. No. Simple question. Is the NFL vulnerable right now? More than it ever has been in the grand scheme of things. Yes. Yeah, it is. is. Yeah. It's vulnerable. Sure. So if there was ever a time to enter the marketplace, it would be now. When you have well-known players who are available, who can help get a league like this off the ground. You're not, okay, there's already a Starbucks on the corner. You're not opening a coffee shop down the street to, you know, put that Starbucks out of business, but you know that people come to that area to get coffee. So you're just hoping some of them walk into your store now is what you're doing. Exactly. And you're going to have, this is why I disagree with you on Kaepernick. If you had Kaepernick, you would give people a reason to come to you just because there's a shock value with him. Even people that hate him would want to see him lose. What if McMahon said he's in our league, but we're making him stand? Yeah, right, sure. But Kaepernick also said he would stand, too. But McMahon could spin it that way, say we're making him stand, then fine. But isn't that part of the villain narrative, though, that goes away if he's standing? Because I think that the people that don't like him, it's because of that. And if he's standing, then they have less of a reason to dislike him. I'd let him do whatever the hell he wants to do. I'd let him him go out there and bring family members on the sidelines. I'd let him... Yeah, everybody kneel, do whatever the hell. If you're going to go that route, yeah. then he's got to be him. But this is the but McMahon's background helps him in this way. Right, to promote the villain. Because he's cultivated bad guys his yeah. entire life. Sure. But if you're Kaepernick, though, at this point, are you taking that opportunity to if be— If the money's there, why not? Why not? Because for him— Do you believe he wants to play football, or do you think that's hogwash? I think he does— I think he wants to play football, but I also think that this has become very, very important to him, and I think that he's got some values that'll go beyond the money grab aspect of this. You know, like, I'm not going to be just a total clown now. You know, like, this is a serious, serious thing. Mm-hmm. But if he says, like, this is the most money I can get to help my causes, that's why I'm doing this, I could see him selling it that way. Quickly, Baz in the Bay Area. What's up, Baz? Good morning. Hey, good morning. How you guys doing? Good, Baz. What's up? Nothing much. So I just look at it like this. The game of NFL itself, uh, I look at them as gladiators. They're playing a collision sport. Um, As fans, we're all wired. We want to see the best of the best go at it. Um, Can the XFL, I'm not going to say they're going to steal a thunder away from the NFL. Just the NFL is too big to fail. That's just how I look at it as. But if they can stay away, if they can keep the XFL um, where they can produce the same type of gladiators without the without the non-football related situations being involved i think fans will will be engaged because again all they want to see is a bunch you know 22 gladiators going at it um without without the commercial breaks or without the flag or 
without the, oh, they have to look into this injury, um, people will watch it. They yeah. will watch it. Um, NFL-wise, a lot of people, I mean, me personally, I love the game just like many, many Americans out there and many people across the globe. Um, you know, is it, you know, are they fine-tuning it because of, you know, the CTE situation and all these injuries? Yes, they are, and I, I support all that. It's all about the safety of these gladiators. But some people are just wired thinking, hey, look, these guys are getting paid $50 million. Yeah, that's, how, that's the I'm, way I would do it if I'm the XFL. Yeah. You know, I – I wonder, though, because you say all these things about what's turning off mm-hmm. people from the NFL. Do you think the NFL ever gets to a point where they just go back on? Can't because of litigation. Yeah. Lawsuits. With concussions, at least. Right. Yeah. It's difficult. If we did a show, if this league started on Sunday and Kaepernick played in a game this Sunday in that league and we came back on the air Monday, I'm telling you we'd start with Kaepernick's game over week 16 of the NFL. Well, depending I think, what happened in the NFL. I mean, if you have another... It would take a lot, wouldn't it? I mean, quarterbacks get injured and people do TV shows where it's about Kaepernick. Yeah. They ignore the action on the field. It's about him. Yeah. I guess. You're probably right. I want to find an argument against that, and I can't. So you're probably right. All right, coming up next, you got to hear this Dallas Strawberry audio. He went on Dr. Oz and talked about stuff he did as a player, and it's just, just incredible. It is Gio and Jones, CBS Sports Radio. The 80s Mets were big partiers. They were crazy. They were known for doing things that other teams did not. Doc Gooden went on a bender and missed the parade. And these World guys, Series parade. World Series parade, that's right. So in, in 86. And Daryl Strawberry, of course, he had his issues and with drugs and a lot of different vices that he had. Women, evidently, was a big one. Yes, and I'm learning more and more about this as he was on the Dr. Oz show and talked about one of his addictions, the sex addiction part of it, and during his playing career, some of the things that he would do. One of them which really caught me off guard was an admission that you actually, in the middle of games, were so addicted to sex that you would actually go out and have sex in between innings. Yeah, it was pretty crazy, you know. I was, I was pretty crazy? Yeah, it was a pretty crazy lifestyle, you know. Uh, sex addiction... All addictions, and I heard you guys talking about sex addiction and, and drug addiction, eating addiction, all addictions has to do with behavior. Mm-hmm. If I never change the behavior, I can never get well from it. And, and we can stay in the addiction as long as we want to. And in middle of games, yeah, I, I would go between innings and stuff like that and, and, and run back and, you know, have a little party going on. And, you know, I thought it was pretty cool. I mean, that's just the addiction, the drive. Uh, but your teammates, the coaches, did they not know? Well, some of them covered for me. It was pretty cool. I ask in part not to not to blame them, but it's a it's enabling behavior that's not good for you. Well, yeah, it it's definitely is. It's a behavior that's not good for anyone. But I think when you have when you have an addicted personality like addicts and alcoholics and, and sex addiction, it's addictive personality, mm-hmm. and we know how do we turn it on and we turn it off. And it's not right, until you we'll have an awakening, but an awakening, an awakening. Now, there's are, are real addictions in my mind that I'm very sympathetic to those who deal with that disease. Uh, is it being naive or ignorant to say that Daryl Strawberry, at the height of his fame in New York, him going into the dugout and stooping some fan that was picked out you of the You think it happened in the dugout? Or, I mean, sorry, the clubhouse, I meant to say. You think that's where it happened? Uh, in the middle of games, yeah. I mean, where His else? locker? 
well, I don't know, somewhere, either the bathroom, the shower, the cover for it would definitely be in the clubhouse. The details of this are very interesting to me. Right, like, of course. Like but, when? Which inning was big for him? Would yeah. it be early in the game? Would he do the seventh inning Probably late. They had to find somebody. Didn't they find people in the crowd, and that's the way that it would work? I thought that's why I read that part. I thought that he would. They would go scout people out. And Somebody they, had a job. Yeah, with that's the what Mets. I, did, they would go find didn't we girls talk about for that Darryl? on the show. I don't know. I got to go back. I thought that that was part of the deal. That they oh, Pete find... knows. Like he's like, oh, I got you here, guys. <laughs> well, there was some shady stuff going on. I don't know if it was the, it was that particular, but I thought I thought that's what I read. I'll look wow. it up. But well, let me finish this thought though. Like I, when I hear that, I just think of a guy who's out of control and doing whatever he wants. Like, I don't think that is that type of behavior driven by addiction. Like, I don't know. I think that minimizes the whole addiction thing. If you're clumping like a young star athlete in New York, having sex with a fan during a game, I just think that's more like irresponsible, crazy behavior as opposed to it's driven by addiction. Is that a naive or ignorant thing to say? Uh, no, I don't think, well, do you think porn addiction is a real thing? What's the difference between the two? I don't, well, one's, I mean, you're, I, there's a other human being involved generally. But you think that can happen, right? Where you get addicted to porn? I guess so. I mean, if you're, if it's every single day and then you're lost in that world and, and you you need that. Maybe. I think because everybody, generally speaking, considers themselves to be, you know, sec, you know, have have a sexual appetite that they don't look at people that want to have sex as addicts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's a that's that's a weird one to me. I want to know now, though, who if where I got that from. If that was in his book about getting the people out of the stands. Well, you know, well, here, they, here, here, here it is. So in, it was last year. He said all he had to do was point out a woman in the crowd and tell a clubhouse attendant to bring her down. That's how it would work. Do you think there's some there's somebody out there who was on the other end of this just telling this story, has been telling this story their entire lives? Yeah, I was picked out of the crowd and down strolled back. Brought me in like the club. a box of Cracker Jacks. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I got the straw. Wow. Yeah. I'll tell you, it makes me think about Tiger Woods. And he, like looking at the the fans. Yeah, and, in the middle of a golf tournament, would he do this kind of stuff? He's I like, don't know. He's so focused though. During the tournaments, he's so I mean, people snapping pictures and stuff. I mean, what what was? I wonder if this made Strawberry a better or worse player. It has to be worse. It has to be. You don't think there's any release during aspect a of game? It? No. I mean, a lot of guy, pressure on him. New York City no, fans no, giving him no, a hard time. No, no, no. No, no way. You want to tell me the night before, before the game that day, during the game? That's a distraction. Between innings, I mean, you're an every like you're an everyday player. Wouldn't you love to see his stats before and after? Yeah, right. <laughs> splits. Let me pull up his splits on yeah. baseball. Right? I mean, eighty-seven was his best year pre-sex. And the first through three innings before sex, <laughs> he was a 287 hitter with right. a 323 on base percentage. <laughs> what's his What's his sex war? <laughs> what's his warp? <laughs> Man, coming up next, get into this topic I was trying to bring up before, and we got into breastfeeding and snoring.
snoring and sex addiction. Sex vorf. <laughs> if you want a job in the NFL, you do a good job on TV. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.